0: Good morning my Renegades, welcome back to Rogue Radio, my name is Sarah Jane, and how are you guys? It's been so long since I made like an episode of Rogue News, but um, trust me, even if my uploading is slow, I'm not gonna quit on Rogue Radio. Um, just know that. I love my Renegades. You guys are precious to me, so, um, let's just, uh, let's jump in the trenches, shall we? Let's get this news out there. Okay, uh, before I do my little connect tag, this is what I have to say. Uh, it's a little update. I cannot upload any more YouTube videos on the YouTube channel. Um, I'm not sure why. The website that I use to convert my podcast into YouTube videos, it, it doesn't work. Uh, I'm not too sure- what the heck was that? I just had something fly by me. That was that was weird. Um, I'm sorry. So the uploads will be at a standstill. It kind of sucks because I do have a lot of subscribers there, and honestly, none of you have really left. And I'm very very happy that you guys still have faith in me and that you guys still, you know, love what I do. Um, I appreciate you. But, um, as far as YouTube goes, it's not gonna happen right now. But I will update you guys when anything does change. But, if you have any other comments, questions, or concerns, um, please let me know, and links on how to reach me will be down in the description below. So the first thing that I want to talk about is Afghanistan and the reason why I kind of had an optimistic view of it was because the first thing that I heard was, oh, Biden is bringing the troops home. People are being reunited with their families, that's great. That was my first thought. And I apologize for that naiveness, um, because that was just not, that was not the whole, the sheer volume of what was happening. That was not completely in-depth research, and I apologize for that. Um, I have, I try to have an optimistic view. I, I try to give people the benefit of the doubt. Sometimes it does not work. Most of the time it doesn't, but um, I just want to say I'm sorry for um, not giving you guys enough information because I did not realize that soldiers lost their lives, families lost their lives, civilians lost their lives um, during the withdrawal. And Joe Biden, his withdrawal was very hasty, very hurried, too rushed. Um, I feel like he just dipped in there and ran scared, like the coward that he is. And because of that, because of the troops being withdrawn, Taliban has taken over Afghanistan, which means any remaining Christians or any remaining non-Muslims are going to die. And the only reason why I say that is because I have gotten an update from a missionary friend and I won't mention their names but I have been updated and I want to talk to you guys about it. This is the the reality of what they're going through and this is kind of what made me want to um, correct myself when it came to um, the whole uh, withdrawal. Okay, We received news that the underground church in Kabul, Afghanistan has been martyred. Our friends have been in contact and met together last night in deep prayer. The last words she spoke was, we feel our prayers because the supernatural boldness came over us and we were singing in the spirit and even the kids said, mom will not deny Jesus. As they were on the phone, they heard screaming and gunshots. God is so powerful, they want to be with the Creator, filled with joy. We will be fasting tomorrow for the churches. Keep praying. Uh, Their reward is great. May the enemy encounter Jesus and his love that they repent. So, when I heard that it broke my heart, You know how I am. You know my heart when it comes to persecuted people who believe in Jesus and they're martyred, they're killed, they're tortured, they're beaten. Um, Sometimes I do get kind of joyful, which is kind of weird probably to you guys. But um, right now, it does, it breaks my heart because it's it's not okay. But this is the reality of what's going on. Uh, with the Taliban in Afghanistan. Um, and there's so many other things that I'm gonna do my best to inform you guys. And like I've said in previous episodes, which I know that I should be saying now, if you have any news or anything that you need to correct me on, do not feel like you have to let me stay in that, um, misinformation because I want to be able to deliver the most accurate news to you guys so that everyone is informed the right way. So if I end up saying something wrong, please correct me. Renegades, we're a family. um, We're supposed to do that for each other. But anyways, I am going to start um, talking about the airport incident in Kabul as well. All right. This article comes from NPR. Um, I The only reason why I am reading from this uh, website is because I'm pretty sure OAN News uh, does not have an article out anymore, but um, Kabul, Afghanistan, at least four planes chartered to evacuate several hundred people seeking to escape the Taliban's takeover of Afghanistan have been unable to leave the country for days officials and said Sunday with conflicting accounts emerging about why the flights weren't able to take off as pressure ramps up uh, on the United States to help those uh, left behind to flee. An Afghanistan official or an Afghan official at the airport in the northern city of Mazar-e-Sharif said that the would-be passengers were Afghans, many of whom did not have passports or visas and thus were unable to leave the country. He said that they uh, had left the airport while the situation was sorted out. Um, I don't know if I believe that. That sounds like sounds like bull crap, but. I'm just saying that because I'm sure, I'm sure that there were natives from Afghanistan wanting to leave as well, and that's fine. But uh, I've seen so many people falling off planes, and some of them were even in the planes that left, and I just I don't know. That just seems irresponsible for this reporter to talk about it I don't know I don't think it matters at this point um whether they have a visa or a passport I mean um to a point yes I do because maybe they were potential terrorists as well but um in that moment I don't think it 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 mattered to them I don't know because when you're in a panic uh And you're a native and you want to leave. I don't think you're going to pull out your visa and be like, here, here's my visa, so the Taliban won't kill me. I don't know. Um, The top Republican on the U.S. House Foreign Affairs Committee, however, said that the group included Americans and they were sitting on the planes, uh, but the Taliban were not letting them take off effectively, holding them hostage. Uh, he did not say that, or say where the information came from. It was not immediately possible to reconcile the accounts. The final days of America's 20-year Afghan war, I'm sorry, yeah, in Afghanistan were marked by a harrowing airlift at Kabul's airport to evacuate tens of thousands of people, Americans and their allies, who feared that the future would hold, um, given the taliban's history of repression partially of women when the last troops pulled out on august 30th though many were left behind the u.s promised to continue working with the new taliban rulers to get those who want to leave out and the militants pledge to allow anyone with the proper legal documents to leave but representative michael nicole of texas and fox news told fox news sunday that american citizens and afghan interpreters were being kept on six planes the taliban will not let them leave the airport he said adding that he's worried they're going to demand more and more, whether it be cash or legitimacy, um, as the government of of Afghanistan. He said not to offer more details. Um, no, he did not offer more details. The Afghan official who spoke on condition of anonymity because of the sensitivity of the subject, it was four planes and their intended passengers were staying at hotels while authorities worked out whether they might be able to leave the country. The sticking point, he indicated, is that many did not have the right travel papers. Residents of Mazar-e-Sharif Um, also said the passengers were no longer at the airport. Um, At least 10 families were seen at a local hotel waiting, they said, for a decision for their fates. None of them had passports or visas and said they had worked worked for companies allied with the U.S. or German military. Others were seen at restaurants. Yeah, I believe that because I don't believe it's just... The U.S. that's been trying to help out Afghanistan. That that checks out for me. Um, the State Department has no reliable way to confirm information about such charter flights. Inc- including how many American citizens might be on them. Since no longer has people on the ground, according to to a US official, but the department will hold the Taliban to their pledges to let people travel freely," said the official, who spoke on the condition of anonymity, anonymity, because they were not authorized to speak publicly on the matter. The thing is, is that if the Taliban is trying to keep people from getting on the planes. That's the whole issue right there. Because if the Taliban wants the U.S. troops and the U.S. citizens to leave Afghanistan so that they can have the whole land to themselves, why are they taking... Why are they keeping them from leaving? That's what I'd like to know. This is why whenever I do read articles like this, I do my best to kind of think about what I'm reading while I read it because that doesn't sound very consistent to me. It's either they kept them from the planes or they didn't. It's as simple as that. And maybe they're both true. Maybe some of the Taliban uh, decided, oh, you know... I wanna keep this person away from the plane. And then the rest of them were like, no, no, no. Uh, We don't know, that's the problem. That's the problem because uh, the news likes to try to keep people confused. And I just wanna say that this is, um, this is just inconsistent to me. Um, And maybe you guys hear more than I do uh, with the inconsistencies. Maybe, maybe you don't. Maybe it's true. I don't know. Um, but I'm doing my best to give you guys the, the most correct information as possible. Um, the small airport at mazar i sharif uh, only recently began to handle international fr- flights and so far only to Turkey. The planes in question were bound for Doha, Qatar, and Afghan, uh, an Afghan official said, It was not clear who chartered them or why they were waiting in the northern city. The massive airlift happened at Kabul's International Airport, which initially closed after the U.S. withdrawal, but were domestic but where domestic flights have now resumed. Uh, Searing images of the chaotic evacuation, uh, including people clinging to the airplane as it took off. Yeah, that... All of that should not have happened. Um, We have troops. We have the National Guard. We have the Army. We have troops that could have escorted them there i don't know i feel like as organized as the army is and i'm I'm not trying to badmouth the army trust me i love what the army does and i just believe that this is all joe biden's fault that's what i believe i do not know whether or not There were troops from the U.S. that were transported to Afghanistan to get their brothers out of Afghanistan. I don't know that. But if it is, there should have been a sort of drill. There should have been some sort of organized plan in order to make this a whole lot more... A whole lot less of a hassle for um, these people who are trapped. In Afghanistan. I don't think that the army was involved. I don't believe that the National Guard was involved um, when it came to transporting their fellow soldiers home. Maybe, maybe not. But it just does not sound very drill-like to me. It, It didn't sound- it doesn't sound like the army would do something like that um, in order to have it so unorganized and chaotic. I don't- I don't believe that that's what happened. It also could just be it happened so fast, they did not have a plan, and when the army does not have a plan, that's- that's chaotic, but Most of the time, they do have a plan. They do have a way of organizing things, even when there isn't a plan. So, I don't believe... I don't know. It just doesn't sound right to me, because if the troops from the U.S. were to go to Afghanistan and transport everybody else from their platoon, or from, you know, their group, or... You know what I'm trying to say, right? It just doesn't sound like it was very organized, which makes me think that it wasn't the Army's idea to go out there. I don't know. I don't know. Um, But that's just what I see. Because the Army, the troops, the Marines, the soldiers, the National Guard are very, very organized. They are trained in order to work with chaos and be able to try to make order and all of that. So when when I saw that on the news, when I saw clips of people dangling from the helicopters, that doesn't that didn't seem seem organized to me. That's all. That's all. Not trying to badmouth anybody who actually went out there. I do know that there were uh, retired soldiers and retired army men and marines that actually wanted to go out there and save their fellow brothers. And I love that. I'm so happy that a lot of people who saw what was going on and saw the troops suffering and saw the citizens suffering, they went out with their own planes and did what and basically cleaned up what Biden just left behind and for those people for, for those of you who did go out on those planes retired Marines retired uh, army soldiers I if, if You could see me. I salute you. I, I really do because that took a lot of balls that took a lot of guts and this is why America, this is, this is what America is made of. Those people who without orders go out and save them, save their friends, save their fellow Americans. That's just, that's beautiful. But, so please don't think that I'm trying to um, say anything bad about the troops. I really... I'm really not trying to. I'm just thinking out loud. I don't know what the whole strategic plan was. All I know was that it was very unplanned. It was very chaotic. And it was not organized. And to me that doesn't sound like an army plan. That doesn't sound like a National Guard plan. Because the National Guard and the Marines All of that. I wish I could name off all of them. I really could. I really wish I could. But... They're organized! So when I saw that- no, that's not organized. That doesn't sound like something the army would do, but who knows? Anyway, let me stop... uh, ...babbling. America's Longest War, just weeks after the Taliban fighters retook the country in a lightning offensive, okay. Uh, Since their takeover, the Taliban have sought to recast themselves as different from the 1990s incarnation. Uh, When they say ruled the country and imposed repressive restrictions across society, women and girls were denied work and education, Men were forced to grow beards and television and music were banned now the world is waiting to see the face of the new government and the many Afghans remain uh, skeptical in the weeks since they took power signals have been mixed government employees including women have been asked to return to work but some women are later or were later ordered home by a Uh, lower-ranking Taliban. Universities and schools have been ordered open, but fear has kept both students and teachers away. Women have demonstrated peacefully, uh, some even having conversations about their rights with Taliban leaders, but some have been dispersed by Taliban special forces firing in the air. Um, Among the promises the Taliban have made is that once the country's airports are up and running, Afghans with passports and visas would be allowed to travel. More than 100 countries uh, issued a statement saying they would be watching to see that the uh, new rulers held their commitment. Technical teams from Qatar and Turkey arrived in recent days and are working to get the civilian airport operational. On Saturday state-run Ariana Airlines made its first domestic flights which continued on Sunday. The airport is without radar facilities so flights are restricted to daylight hours to allow uh, for visual landing. let's see and all official uh, okay sorry several countries have also been bringing in humanitarian supplies the gulf state of qatar where the taliban maintained a political office since 2013 is making daily flights into kabul delivering humanitarian aid for the war weary nation Baharian also announced humanitarian assistance deliveries. Meanwhile, the Taliban uh, stepped up an assault on the remaining pocket of resistance being led by fighters opposed to their rule. Uh, the anti-Taliban fighters uh, and in Panjshir, Providence, north of Afghan capital are being led by former Vice President Arru Amarula Saleh I'm sorry. Amarula Saleh or Saleh. I'm sorry, good lord. Amarula Saleh, okay. Um who has appealed for humanitarian aid to help the thousands of people displaced by the fighting. A senior Taliban spokesperson um, tweeted Sunday that Taliban troops had overrun Ruka district, one of the largest eight districts in Panjshir. Um, several Taliban delegations have attempted negotiations with the holdouts there, but talks have failed to gain traction. Fahim Dachdi, um, the spokesperson for the group that is fighting the Taliban was killed in a battle on Sunday according to the group's Twitter account. Dachdi was the voice of the group and a prominent media personality during previous, or during previous governments. He was also the nephew of Abdullah Abdullah, a senior official of the former former government who is involved in negotiations with the Taliban on the future of Afghanistan. Saleh fled Panjir after Afghan President Ashraf, Ashraf Ghani quit Afghanistan as the Taliban marched on to the capital. The fighters' lightning blitz across the country took less than a week to overrun some 30, 330 I'm sorry, 300,000 government troops, most of whom surrendered or fled. Wow. I do also want to talk about the um, alleged videotape of the people in Afghanistan just flooding the inside of the international airport of Kabul. Um. Apparently. Allegedly. This footage is actually from a Dallas Cowboys game. And the crowd of people are just really excited to get to their seats and get their tickets. Um. I don't know if that's true or not. But it is a possibility. And um yeah. All I have to say is that all the news that you are fed, all of the news that you are, um, seeing or hearing or, you know, even hearing from me or that you're reading, please have an open mind and also have the, um, I don't want to say common sense, because I believe that everybody does, but have the discernment to know what is right and wrong, um, and what's, if it sounds like it's not true, it probably isn't true, you know, that's all I really have to say about the news in Afghanistan, and I will definitely keep updating, uh, when there is more news, Thank you guys for listening to this segment on Afghanistan. Now, I'm sure all of you need a break or all of you need to listen to something else less. My next story is of Gabby Petito's case. Uh, She has disappeared. She has gone missing for, I feel like, weeks now um, because her and her fiance have decided to go on a cross-country trip and he returned to Florida without her and we're gonna get into that story right now. So let's get into who Gabby Petito is. Let me see here. Gabby Petito is a 22-year-old American woman from Suffolk County, New York, who was reported missing on September 11th, 2021, while traveling across the United States with her fiancé. Her family lost contact uh, with her in late August when she was in or near... Grand Teton National Park in Wyoming. Petito and her fiancé, Brian Laundrie, were childhood sweethearts in Suffolk County, New York. And, um, let's see here, we're not going to go into personal, personal information. Um, and lived in Blue Point, New York before moving with Laundrie's parents. So she moved in with her, uh, boyfriend's parents. In Northport, Florida, in uh, 2019, they departed from New York in July on July 2nd um, on a four-month, four-month, I'm sorry, four-month cross-country trip in a 2012 Ford Transit Connect van converted into a camper. The couple was documenting their cross-country journey on Petito's YouTube account, Nomadic. S- static um as well as their Instagram accounts with the last video being posted on August 2021 3 weeks prior to her disappearance on August 12 2021 in Moab Utah police intervened on a domestic dispute between the couple that resulted in a roadside stop a witness who called 911 claimed that the pair were fighting near the Moonflower Community Co-op over a phone and when uh, Laundrie got back into the van, the witness also claimed that Petito struck Laundrie in the arm before trying to climb in through the driver's side window. Um, When reporting, or when responding police arrived, they had to pull the van uh, over near the entrance uh, to Arches National Park, and found Petito crying heavily in the passenger seat. And she told the officer she was struggling with her mental health. The responding officer wrote in his report that at no point in my investigation did Gabrielle stop crying, um, breathing heavily, or compose a sentence without needing to wipe away tears wipe her nose or rub her knees with her hands uh laundry stated that the two of them began arguing in town citing emotional tension that had been building between the two due to traveling together four or five weeks resulting in the increase of arguments both agreed that petito had struck laundry as she was concerned that He would leave her alone and stranded in town after he got in the van. That is a big red flag because that's exactly what happened. And he was successful with it. He literally left her. He left her alone. And now she's missing. Um, In the report, the officers characterized Petito as the suspect as the male tried to create distance by telling Gabby to take a walk to calm down. She did not want to be separated from the male and began slapping him. Um, She showed indications of separation anxiety. Uh, He grabbed her face and pushed her back as she pressed upon him and the band. Um, Yeah, the one thing that you don't want to do when someone is anxious or having an anxiety attack, you do not want to start being physical with them because when they're in that panic state when they are in that anxious state they will lash out um at least you know some people will some people might shrink back some people might you know everybody's reaction is completely different so gabby's reaction right there was to fight um there's a fight or flight response or a flight fight freeze and fawn sort of thing but, um, hers was fight. She wanted to fight. She wanted to, um, kind of fight his resistance because she just wanted to be around him, be close to him. So that's completely understandable when it comes to her mental health. I did not realize that she had, uh, anxiety, uh, when I started, you know, talking about this or even, you know, learning about this case. So this, uh, actually explains a lot, so no charges were filed and the police arranged for Laundrie to spend the night in a hotel for Petito to stay and for Petito to stay in the van in order to separate the two after characterizing the incident as a mental-emotional break instead of domestic assault. Okay. Petito stayed at the hotel near Salt Lake City International Airport. Um... In August, on August 2021, uh, according to the hotel staff, Petito's mother, Nicole Schmidt, um, stated that Petito had told her they were traveling from Salt Lake City, Utah, to Yellowstone National Park, and had last received a FaceTime call from her around August 24th, and Petito claimed to be in Grand Teton National Park in Northwestern Wyoming. Text messages also continue to be sent from Petito's phone to her mother um, until August 30th, although her mother is unsure about that validity. So there is a suspicion that during this time of Brian staying in the hotel and Petito staying in the van, that um, between the texts, like the text between her and her mother, it didn't sound like her. So there is a suspicion that maybe Brian took her phone or maybe Brian hurt her in some way in order to get her phone and um, was talking to her mother. So... Laundry returned to Florida with the van on September 1st without Petito. Petito's family reported her missing on September 11th, 2021. So, okay. That, I feel like, is an inconsistency just because, um, if he returned with the van, why did he ask someone for a ride and pay $200 for it? That's, that's the problem for me. Um, because that doesn't sound at all okay. Because if he returned to Florida, I don't know. Well, we'll just keep, we'll just keep going. Um, on September 17th, officials reported that Laundrie disappeared. So, yeah. Now he's disappeared. On September 17th, a TikToker, um... I'm pretty sure you'll hear her name many times during this case if you guys investigate it. But I won't be the one to mention her name because I don't know whether or not people are harassing her or kind of, you know, just trying to get more information from her. So I'm going to keep her uh, name protected. Uh, She posted a series um, of videos claiming that she had picked up laundry on August 29th, hitchhiking alone in the Grand Teton National Park. Like I said that doesn't sound at all right because if he hitchhiked, there would be no reason for him to return with the van at all which makes me think that that was a lie Um, so the investigation, let's look Laundry is not speaking to police while the investigation is ongoing. He has hired a lawyer and Is considered a person of interest in the case? Jesus Uh, His parents have denied contact with law enforcement and with the Petito family instead directing all contact with the family lawyer who has advised laundry to refuse to comment the lawyer also Issued a statement claiming that in his experience, um, intimate partners are often the person law enforcement focuses on, and any statement made would be used to used against him. Uh, so he had used laundry to remain silent, or advised him to stay silent. Sorry, uh, while he is. He has not been charged with any crime as of September 17, 2021. The Northport Police have or are investigating the case with the Federal Bureau of Investigation, the FBI, and the Suffolk County Police Department in New York. The van was later recovered from Laundrie's family home and was processed by police to look for additional evidence. Laundrie has not been seen since September 14th. His parents reported him missing on September 17th, 2021. The FBI is actively searching for Laundrie and his fiance Gabrielle, Gabby Petito. In a statement that are at a press briefing, the Petito family's lawyer spoke out against Laundrie's family, who stated that the Petito's de- desperation was Uh, has turned to anger, and the family believe that Laundrie knows uh, where Petito is and have chosen not to tell them." Yeah, that doesn't sound right. The fact that she was very afraid of him leaving her there, which it shouldn't be a thing, especially if you're her fiancé and you're supposed to love her and you're gonna marry her, you know, The fact that she was completely scared out of her wits. She was having a panic attack. She was having an anxiety attack. She knew that this was happening. That's the problem. She knew that this was going to happen. Or she was afraid that it was going to happen. And then it happened. And I find that very sad. I find that very terrible. I I feel like the police could have done more. With this case because now she's missing, and I don't know that that just sounds just that's not that I that makes me angry. It does, it makes me angry because if she was afraid of him leaving her, afraid of leaving her, why didn't the police try? To take her in or try to help her out in any way possible. I mean, the only thing that they did was separate them for a night. And the charges were dropped. This woman was suffering from mental illness. She was suffering from anxiety. She didn't want to leave her fiance's side. But he wanted to be separated from her. That raises a big red flag to me. But there have been some uh, alleged sightings of her in the back of um, an Instagram photo with people. She's just laying on a rock. uh, And apparently this person that is allegedly in the back of this photo... um, was wearing kind of this, like a similar outfit to what she was wearing and what she posted on Instagram. There was also another um, sighting of her um, at a truck stop. Uh, All of this is alleged, all of this is just a possible, um, this is all just possibility, Um, and yeah. Uh, Apparently, this person snapped a photo of her, she wore a light blue top, and I want to say, um, white-ish cotton leggings, not leggings, I'm sorry, shorts, white cotton shorts, and she had a backpack on, and she, um, she had some similarities, but we don't know if that's actually her. And um, this woman said, it breaks my heart. This woman uh, seems like mentally unstable. She's been wandering around the truck stop. And yeah, I mean, her boyfriend left her. Her fiance left her. Of course, she's going to be out of her, not mind. I don't want to say that, but her mental health is going to be not in a good state. Someone just abandoned her. She probably now has abandonment issues, and this is very irresponsible to Brian Laundrie, who is now missing, but also has been spotted a few times just behind the like the street behind his house. There are so many people, so many civilians, that are crowded around his house, demanding for an answer from her or from him. To 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 know where she's at so that her family can help her. And he's not saying anything, which, of course, makes me think that he's guilty. And the fact that he's just casually walking around like nothing's happened makes me also think that he's a psychopath. Or a sociopath, whichever one. It, It doesn't sound like he's innocent at all. His family is defending him saying, oh, maybe this is just a huge misunderstanding. We just want her home. And I guess, uh, Petito was actually trying to go to one of her friend's house, um, around that area to visit them for her, for that person's birthday. But they never, she never, you know, turned up and she wants her home, this friend. Wants Petito home because her kids love her. She loves her. You know, it it it. This person is so loved by people, and it, it's so wrong at the fact that she's been abandoned in the wilderness to fend for herself. But um, that's the reality of what's going on. And now they're trying to find Brian Laundry. Uh, because he's turned up missing. But the thing is. Is that I don't think he's missing. I think he is hiding. And the Petito family. Her family. Also believes that too. That he's just in hiding. He knows what he did wrong. He knows that he did something wrong. That I feel like. Is a smoking gun to me. The fact that she was terrible. Like terrified. She was terrified. Of being left. And abandoned by her soon-to-be husband. That is a big red flag to me. And the one thing that I, I just can't get over is that... I know in certain instances, I don't know the whole uh, protocol when it comes to domestic violence and everything. So I I do probably know and understand that the police at that time when they pulled them over, was doing exactly what they had to do. But, I just felt, I just feel like there was, there should be, there should have been something more that they could have done. Um, I do understand that Petito was the one that hit him, struck him. But it was also in panic. You know, I feel like she was well within her right to do that, because she was afraid. Somewhere, some, at some point in their trip, she knew something was going to happen. And now that something has happened, she's not able to speak about it. And that is scary, and that that's terrifying, that's terrible. But my prayers and my love and my support goes out to Petito's family and um, Gabby Petito. I, I don't know if you are ever going to hear this, but there's so many people out there trying to support you. There's so many people out there trying to find you. Please let yourself be found. We want to help you. Right, this next one is... let me see here. Is this it? Yes. Mm, let me get it. Father files one million dollar lawsuit after daughter's hair cut by Michigan teacher without permission. Yeah, that was my kid... Mm-mm, nope, I'll cut your hair. I'd shave you bald. Absolutely not. Let's see. Mount Pleasant, Michigan, the father of a seven-year-old Michigan girl whose hair was cut by a teacher without parents' permission, has filed a $1 million lawsuit against the school district, a librarian, and a teacher's assistant. The lawsuit was filed Tuesday in federal court in Grand Rapids against Mount Pleasant Public Schools. MLive.com reported... It alleges that the biracial girls' constitutional rights were violated, racial discrimination, ethnic intimidation, intentional infliction of emotional distress, and assault and battery. Jimmy, uh, we're not going to say his name, we're just going to say his first name. Jimmy, who is black and white, said uh, that in March that his daughter arrived from home um and garnered from Ganerid elementary with much of the hair on the side of her head cut. Um his daughter said a classmate used uh scissors to cut her hair on a school bus. And (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm trying to reword it so I'm not mentioning any names. Um Jimmy told the Associated Press on April, or in April, my bad, two days after the bus incident and after complaining to the principal having uh, his daughter's hair cut or hair styled at a salon with an asymmetrical cut to make the differing lengths less obvious, his daughter arrived home with the hair on the other side cut. What? The heck. I asked what happened and said um, I thought I told you no child should ever cut your hair her father said at the time she said but dad it was the teacher the teacher cut her hair to even it out oh my God. the child's mother is white and Jimmy said the girl who cut the um his daughter's hair and the teacher who cut it are white so basically um the person who cut this girl's hair was white that poor child I swear to god I'm sorry I know I'm I'm on air right now it's just it's upsetting me the district failed to properly train, monitor, direct, and discipline and supervise their employees and knew or should have known that the employees would engage on or in the complaint of behavior given um, the improper training, customs, procedures, and policies, the lack of discipline that existed for employees according to the lawsuit. The Associated Press left messages Thursday seeking comment from the district, which is located 150 miles northwest of Detroit. About 4% of Mount Pleasant's 25,000 residents are black, according to the U.S. Census. Uh, In July, the Mount Pleasant Public Schools Board of Education said the staffer who cut the girl's hair was reprimanded and that an independent third-party investigation determined that despite good intentions of the worker who cut the girl's hair doing so without permission from her parents uh, and without knowledge of district administrators violated school policy. I'm sorry, but what good intentions did this teacher have? I, I don't like that. The fact that like this teacher was she claims that she had good what what intention do you think that was that made you think that that was good? Why? Do the two other employees were aware of the incident and didn't report it? Why why? all three employees have apologized the board said y'all need to just fire those dumb people no child should have to go through that that's traumatic oh my god what are we letting into the school systems guys the school board said the independent investigation found no racial bias and included interviews with district personnel students and families and a review of the video and photos Including photos on social media uh, District administra- administrators also performed an internal review of the incident But the father said the district never questioned him or his daughter She now attends another school. I yeah exactly exactly I would do that to protect my daughter like what the heck? so basically they didn't they couldn't get anywhere with this investigation. That really angers me. That really pisses me off because there is no teacher that did it or the two witnesses that saw it. They're just going to sweep it under the rug and be like, "Oh, she had good intentions, you know." That's not okay. And I can understand why the family who is, you know, a biracial family, an interracial family think that this is this could have been a hate crime. That's evil to me. I can understand why people why they would believe that. Because <laughs> that's terrible. That's terrible. Listen, I hope that your daughter has a better time in this new school and is respected. All right? No child should have to go through that. No child whether they're black, white, Hispanic, Chinese, whatever whatever color a child is they should be respected and loved they, they should be nurtured and cared for and when the faculty of a school fails to do that pull your child out of that school district all right because we trust our kids or no we trust these this faculty with our kids And It's not just this incident that's been happening all over the world We we know that all over the nation even the world there are children being molested by teachers There are children being mistreated by teachers all because of some sort of biased all because of some sort of crazy mishap in their brain to make them think that, that that it's okay to do so and Because of that, the educational system that we have really has to crack down on the faculty. They really have to do that, because that's not okay. I don't like that. So you're just gonna let anybody be a teacher with any bias, whatever. We don't even know if this person had bias to be perfectly honest, but I can understand now why this family thinks that it could have been racial. Because that's just, its terrible. That's terrible. Why would you do that to a child? But anyway, um, I'm going to go to the next story so I don't short circuit. All right, it's time for a break. Okay, I have been wanting and have been planning to do a pedophiles episode of this person, but I I take this as an intro to, to what I'll be talking about um, when the time comes. Because I don't know if I've talked to you guys about Drake Bell at all, but Drake Bell has been accused of child endangerment and um, pedophilia basically um so we're gonna read the article because this is a brand new article um that we're gonna be reading so let's see drake bell breaks silence after pleading guilty to felony child endangerment when i was presented with a plea um deal hang on When I was presented with a plea deal because of the messages, I felt that it was the best way to get this over quickly and for everybody involved to be able to move on for me to get back to doing what I love." Bell said in an Instagram video posted Thursday. So, following his child endangerment conviction, His sentencing to two years probation, former Nickelodeon star Drake Bell is speaking out about his case. In the video message posted to the 35-year-old musician actor's Instagram, Bell clarified two claims that have swirled around him over the last year before addressing his guilty plea. Uh, Bell said he hasn't changed his last name despite an update on his social media handles that he didn't move to Mexico or become a resident or citizen that the country despite rumors he, of that country despite the uh, rumors he had um, he then pivoted to the his case which he described as having moved very quickly for you but for me it has been a three-year thorough investigation into The every false claim into every false claim that has been made so that that's a quote from him so we're gonna keep going it's not me telling you that the claims are false but the state of Ohio has proven claims to be false he alleged if these claims are remotely true my situation would be very different I would not be here at home with my wife and my son. During his sentencing uh, hearing in July, um, Coyoga County Judge Timothy McCormick stated that he heard a lot of serious and disturbing allegations, but added he can't lose focus on what was pled to. He associated the associated pled press reported i'm tongue-tied um the fact of the matter is your position and celebrity status let you nurture this relationship mccormick said you were able to gain access to this child on july or in july bell was sentenced to two years probation and child endangerment charges and 200 hours of community service for his conduct with a young fan whom he met online and then in person. It spanned years. Authorities previously stated that the that in October 2018, the uh, victim who was 19 at the time of Bell's 2021 sentencing uh, contacted Toronto police who forwarded their findings to Cleveland police which prompted an investigation Let's see according to the victim the former Drake and Josh star began contact with their via online chats when she was 12 years old with those communications escalating to exchanges that were blatantly sexual by the time she was 15, the young woman who called Belle a pedophile turning or during the uh, July hearing in Cleveland said that the two had exchanged explicit photos and on several occasions including at a concert venue in Cleveland and at a hotel engaged in sexual conduct. In this video, Belle stated that I'm not perfect and I make mistakes and called this behavior reckless and irresponsible, but disputed that he maintained communication with the victim and sustained period, over a sustained period of time um, or that he knew she was uh, or that, I'm sorry or that he knew who she was during in-person encounters that was a lot to to say give me a second um i responded to a fan whose age i didn't know when i became aware of their age all conversation and communication stopped see let me go back to when he said i'm not perfect and i make mistakes everybody's not perfect everybody makes mistakes the fact is is that are you owning up to your mistakes what are you doing to make up for those mistakes? You know. Everybody can say... I've, I've heard so many people. So many people. Who are celebrities. They get caught. That get in trouble. They all say, well, I'm not perfect. They play the I'm not perfect card. Okay, yeah, we know we're, you're not perfect. Right now, to me... Personally, um, celebrities right now are the scum of the earth to me, and, um, just because I know that so many of them are included in pedophile rings, a lot of them have gone to Epstein Island, I don't have to mention names, if you mention one name out of the blue, they probably have gone there. Um, and it's, it's not okay for someone to say, I'm not perfect, I make mistakes, so, so what? You inappropriately touch a child. And you say, I'm not perfect. Bro. If there was any inkling in your mind. If if there was. If there was any idea in your mind that this person that you were talking to was a child. Don't you think that you could have just asked their age. Especially when you went in person. Okay. Because... I saw the court case, I saw the um, court hearing, the Zoom meeting on YouTube, and this girl looks very young to be 19. She looks very young, okay? She looks younger than 19. And I'm sure that when she was 15 and when she was 12, she looked a whole lot younger. And for Drake to completely disregard that is uh, very irresponsible very negligent to his own conscience if you know what I mean so when I hear him say I'm not perfect bro you don't have to be perfect in order to recognize that you were doing sexual things with a 12 year old or 15 year old girl all you have to do is look at them. And trust me, I know and I understand that 14-year-old girls can sometimes look a little older than they are, alright? But... Always... Oh, I just don't know. I feel like there should be some sort of protection for the preteens out there that want to get involved with people like this as well. Because... Let's just be real. A lot of parents. Nowadays. May not. Inform their children. That this is wrong. And even if. They have informed. That this. That you know. Underage. Relationships. Are wrong. The child. Who's of course their Mind is very underdeveloped at this time from 12 to I want to say 16. Their mind, their brain is still developing into adulthood, so they can be very naive about things. I'm not saying that it's the child's fault, but when it comes to a child wanting attention from an older person, that should somehow, you know, be pulled back by. Not just the parents, but by authorities in society. They should be protected at some point. There should be some sort of protection for them. Because sometimes, those children that are chasing other celebrities... Yeah, sometimes they can trick them. I'm not saying that that's... Their fault. But I do recognize that maybe the home of this child... In question, or in this scenario may not have had parents that informed this child that this is wrong, you know? And so when I think about this, I have to think about it on the other side of the coin as well because there are times when underage girls do trick um, adults into doing things. I'm not defending Drake, but this is just... Reality, But I do believe that Drake is to blame because of how young she looks to be 19. What did she look like back then when you were fooling around with her? And we all know that Hollywood revolves around pedophilia. We know this. Alright? This is has been happening, and it's still happening, today. Pedophilia still runs rampant in the world today. Especially in Hollywood. And I just lost my place, give me a second. And I don't think that we should exclude Drake Bell from any charges, and I know that he hasn't been excluded from any charges, but I I feel like he should just deserve jail for this. I, I do. Let's see, the communication stopped. He said, this individual continued to come to shows and pay for meet and greets, and although I was unaware that this was the same person I was communicating with online, that's what I pled guilty to. Okay. Bell initially pleaded not guilty to the charges, but ultimately reached a plea deal with the prosecutors, he was convicted in June of felony attempted uh, child endangerment with a misdemeanor charge of disseminating matter um, harmful to ju- juveniles. Um, the attempted endangerment charge is related to the concert where Koyonga, Koyho, I, I don't know, uh, county um, Prosecutor's Office spokesman Tyler Sinclair stated Bell violated his duty of care and created a risk of harm to the victim. The disseminating matter charge was related to inappropriate social media messages, according to Sinclair. In this, in his video, um, Bell also addressed that. Misdemeanor charge, um, and the text messages that were used to used as evidence in his case, denying that the explicit images were um, exchanged. Oh God, ugh, and that anything physical had occurred between him and the victim. I want to make it clear that. There were no sexual images, including physical, between me um, and the individual, he said. I was not charged with anything physical. I was not charged with disseminating photographs or images or anything like that. This is strictly over text messages. But she's also made a first-hand account of him doing things to her in the Zoom meeting, but maybe they don't have enough evidence for that, which is tragic to be honest. That's just... mm, I don't like that. When I was presented with the plea deal, because of the messages, I felt that it was the best way to get this over quickly and for everybody involved to be able to move on and for me to get back to doing what I love, he added. Bell ended his message by thanking fans for doing their own research and sticking by him. I want to say thank you for everyone who saw through the lies and did their research and looked at my case and saw for what saw for what it was Um, instead of uh, through all this media confusion. He said, don't believe the media right off the bat. It's a a lot of clickbait, uh, do your own research and come to conclusions. Oh, yeah. You guys want to listen to his video? Let's listen to this jerk's video.
1: Hi, I'm Draco. I'm Draco Pana. So, Draco Button. A lot of the news that you've been hearing, most of the news that you've heard recently, is entirely false and wrong. And I I feel that you deserve, and I owe you an explanation. I didn't change my name. Uh, Although I love, and would love to, um, I've never moved to Mexico. I've never been a resident or a citizen of Mexico. I don't have a Mexican passport. Um, I didn't get arrested. I didn't go to jail. I know that this has moved very quickly for you, but for, for me, it's been a three year thorough investigation into uh, every false claim that, that has been made. And, and it's not me telling you that the claims are false, but the state of Ohio has proven the claims to be false. If these claims were remotely true, my situation would be very different. I would not be here at home with my wife and, uh, and my son. Um, but that being said, I'm, I'm not perfect. And I, I make make mistakes. I, I responded to a fan whose age I didn't know. Um, yet when I became aware of their age, uh, you know, all conversation and communication stopped. Um, this individual continued to come to shows and pay for meet and greets, and all while I was unaware that this was the same person I was communicating with online. Um, and uh, and that's what I pled guilty to. You know I it was reckless and irresponsible text messages. I I want to make clear that there were no sexual images, uh, nothing physical between me and this individual. I was not charged with anything physical, physical. Um, I was not charged with uh, disseminating of photographs or images or anything like that. Uh, This is strictly over text messages. And when I was uh, presented with a plea deal uh, because of the messages, I felt that it was the best way to uh, get this over quickly, and for everybody involved to be well, able to move on, and for me to get back to doing what I love—that's and uh, making music for you. And uh, I want to thank you for, uh, you know, to everyone who, who saw through the lies and, and did the research and looked at my case and, and uh, saw for what it was, instead of uh, through all of this media confusion. Um, and and you know, don't. Don't believe the media right off the bat. You know, it's a lot of clickbait. Um, do your own research and, uh, and uh, come to your own conclusions. And uh, I just want to say thank you to all of you for, for sticking by me. And I love you. And I
0: um, see you soon. Okay, that was Drake Bell. Anyway, um, I don't know well, if I believe him. But that's just me, just because I feel like a lot of these actors, and even actors that we don't know, are involved in pedophilia, and um, so yeah. I will be um, doing a pedophiles thing, um, a pedophiles episode on him. Um, But also know that I might have to retract that when things get updated about his case. If he's proven to be totally in- innocent, I might have to, you know, say, like, listen, he's not a pedophile, he's just been tricked, who knows? But the thing is, is that it, it was very irresponsible, and I, I know that he's been owning that saying I'm, it was irresponsible and reckless text messaging, but there is a lot of things that that victim did say... Um, that they did have sexual conduct, they didn't, they did have sexual. oh my god, why can't I talk today? They did have sexual interactions, so, um, yes, that's what's going on with Drake Bell. And to be frank, it did break my heart, because I used to watch Drake and Josh, um, when I was a kid, and, uh, Of course, we all know the story about Dan Schneider and how he's a creep as well. So, it is not, um, it's not, it it shouldn't be news to anybody that one of the actors from somebody that worked for, um, Dan Schneider, you know, because Drake Bell worked for Dan Schneider, it shouldn't be news that Maybe he had turned into a pedophile himself. Um, But yes, that's that's the news on him. Okay, this will be the last story today since I feel like the episode has gone significantly long already. With the long stories that I've given you, we're gonna do one more, and that's it. TikTok's latest craze: stealing stuff from school. Fun. Stupid. What the heck? Teenagers are acting out, and their high schools are the victims. It's all on TikTok. Missing are soap dispensers, bathroom mirrors, paper towel holders, fire alarms, and even the teacher's desk. Anything that can be swiped from school and then revealed in a TikTok video with the hashtag devious licks. Alright. In the last month or so, TikTok has hosted close to ninety-four thousand two hundred similar videos under DeviousLicks, Diabolical Licks, um, according to the website uh know your meme. The hashtag also seems to have encouraged more serious vandalism with students taking ceiling tiles, hand railings, toilets, and bathroom stalls. Why? What is the point? What are you going to do with that stuff after you steal it successfully? Um, I I don't understand teenagers today. I mean, I'm sure that we've had dumb challenges like that before and back in my day when I was in high school, but stealing crap from the school. Stealing a toilet? What you, What the heck are you gonna do with a toilet, my friend? That's nasty, too. What the- what that- what's wrong with the Gen Z today? <laughs> Why? I don't understand. Oh my god. Zoinks, dudes! Sometimes licks are a little too devious. Uh, the commenter wrote about a video in which a poster... Which the poster walked... Uh, toward the school with a key hashtag, diabolical. To school administrators, the the thefts are not what they want to deal with now. Just weeks into the new school year, with the virus and learning loss and other pressures bearing down. And to some social watchers, the trend is a sign, perhaps, of what teenagers are feeling. About the disruptions and the powerlessness in their lives. Yeah, that's another thing. Um, there's no structure anymore to the educational system because of the pandemic, And, um... Because of that, the teachers are more focused on keeping the teenagers safe and healthy instead of actually um, being more invested in their mental health or their emotional health. Some things may be going on at home that could get them to act out like this. And uh, the one thing that people, especially adults, need to understand is if. A child or a teenager is acting out, there's something going on. There- there's definitely something wrong uh, in their life. So, um, yes, I think this trend is stupid, um, because I don't think teenagers have any use for ceiling tiles or toilets or hand railings at the moment. I don't know what they would do with it afterwards. This is just a cry for help. Um, schools from California to Michigan to Georgia are cracking down. There have been suspicions, criminal charges, and restitution orders. Uh, there are bans on bathroom breaks, and there have been warnings. Yep. This is what happens. TikTok is also trying to stop the trend by deleting the content and redirecting hashtags and search results to its Community Guidelines page, according to the spokesperson, Um, but as of Thursday, tens of thousands of videos can still be found under adaptations of the original hashtag. The trend seems to have uh, started on September 1st when TikTok users shared a video revealing a box of disposable masks in his backpack like i said what do you need why why do you need that many masks i don't know <sighs> the hashtag absolutely devious um uh, there were more than two hundred and thirty-nine thousand views days after another tiktok video was posted this one of hand sanitizer with the same HASHTAG Oh god. Alright. I'm getting tired of this. Uh, at Tacoma Park Middle School outside of Washington, D.C., school officials discovered several vandalized bathrooms just days after school began on August 30th. On Tuesday, the school began locking bathrooms Um, In the five-minute period between classes as part of its new monitoring plan see Teenagers kids. Hey kids. This is what happens When you do stupid things you get your rights taken away, especially your bathroom rights But then again teenagers nowadays don't really care. They probably will just pee in the desk of the teachers Hope I didn't just give them an idea This is just terrible like the thing is, with with teenagers, they will find they are they're very rebellious. They are very defiant. So when it comes to uh, their rights taken away or their bathroom breaks taken away, they're going to find a more uh, devious way to <laughs> to maneuver around that. So, if you take away their bathroom privileges, they might just pee in the corner or poop on your desk, uh, in order to kinda like stick it to the man sort of thing, and (laughs) I hope that does not happen. But I kinda see it coming. (laughs) Um, this is, it is our understanding that this inappropriate behavior likely stemmed from a challenge promoted through. Various social media platforms, uh, particularly TikTok, the principal Aaron L. Martin wrote in an email sent to families on Wednesday, um, at least 10 high schools uh, in the Pasco County uh, Schools District in Lando Lakes, Florida, are reporting stolen soap dispensers, signs, and a torn chair leg that, has shoved, that was shoved down a toilet during... According to the district. Wh- People, kids nowadays, I swear to God. What was the point of that? I'm sorry, what was the point? What, what went through your head when you stole a chair leg and shoved it down the pipe of a toilet? What did you think was going to happen? We are trying to convince students that this is not a prank. It's vandalism, Stephen, Uh Hagerty, the district spokesperson, said. It's potentially a criminal behavior, and it'll be nearly, or it'll be really bad when we identify it. Um, let's see here. The district already disciplined a handful of students the punishment includes suspension and criminal charges for theft and vandalism. Uh, we are really scratching our heads over several things, Haggerty said. Uh, why post something on social media that will get you in trouble with the law? Why, or and why destroy things at your own school, which will result in an inconvenience for everyone? They don't care. Kids right now don't care, especially Gen Z. I don't want to badmouth the new generation of kids that are coming out. But to um, Gen Z, okay, what is your plan after you graduate or if you, if you graduate? Okay, what is your plan? Are you going to? Do your best to be a TikTok star and make a living and live in in the hype house. Because I assure you, none of you will be that successful. Okay? You have such a fake idea of how the world works. You have delusions of grandeur that are so awful. I... You have a false sense of reality. Most of you will have to get jobs in your local state or in your local city. Most of you will have to get jobs. And if you do stuff like this at your job, you will get arrested and you will be charged and you will be fired and no more paycheck. So at some point, Generation Z, you will have to grow up because not all of you are going to be TikTok or YouTube stars. So, um, understand that. You're not always going to be living in your mommy's basement. You're not always going to be living off your mom while disrespecting her. At some point, she's going to put you out. At some point, she's going to kick you out. What are you going to do then? At some point when you all are adults, at some point you're going to have to grow up and get a job and be just like the rest of us. Understand that. And I get it, being an angsty teen right now is a rite of passage, okay? But there's a way you can do it without hurting anybody else, all right? I am all for being an angsty teen, okay? Like I said, when I was a kid, I was robbed of being that, okay? I'm not even gonna go into the story of me being robbed of that. If you're a frequent listener, you already know. And there are things that I wish I did that were rebellious when I was a kid, okay? But I didn't. I understand that I'm an adult now and there's a time and place for things. So, I guess what I'm trying to say is, yeah, sure, teenagers have your fun for now. But guess what? You try to pull this in the real world, you will get arrested. You will get fired. And at some point, you may just get evicted from your apartment complex. Or kicked out by your mom. With whatever story you have, whatever life you have, you better be able to preserve it by growing up because like I said, no one is going to be, not everyone is going to be a social media star and have everything handed to them. And I feel like Gen Z expects everything handed to them and that's not okay. It's a scary world out there and I hope Gen Z is prepared for it. For Amanda Brennan, Senior Director of Trends for digital marketing agency XX Artists, um, the answer might be the pandemic or the pandemic. After more than a year of shutdowns and virtual schooling, students who are now returning to schools for the first time may just be looking for a way to rebel. Yeah, exactly. Um, it makes sense to see kids stealing things because it feels like a power play, Brennan said. You feel powerful after these systems that you may not have felt as if you had a lot of control over. Um, Brennan said, ah. other platforms like Reddit or Tumblr um, have hosted communities where people have or would give tips on stealing or share what they stole. Brendan. Gahan, a partner of the chief social officer of the digital agency Mechanism, said Devious licks are or were like senior pranks before the internet age, as well as other internet antics, um, like the gallon smashing. People were recording themselves destroying milk cartons in grocery stores and stealing LeBron's head from the toy action figure of the basketball player, LeBron James. Oh my god. Um, It's all teen rebellion, but it's uh, just on a different medium, Gahan said. Um, There's something innately attractive about conflict and and it being rebellious. TikTok allows people to share and display that behavior on a scale that has that's not really been available before. But this rebellion is expensive for schools. The Northeast Independent District in San Antonio is making students and their families pay hundreds of dollars in damages to each school according to the district. The district hasn't ruled out pressing charges for more serious threats or thefts. See. this is a trend, what- I'm afraid of what's the- what is the next trend going to be? If stealing things from schools is a trend right now, what is going to be the next high for these kids? That's what I want to know. The only thing that I care about- like, I don't care about stealing, okay? Stealing is a very minor thing, a very minor misdemeanor for kids to do, but when it comes to this trend graduating to violence, killing, or anything more than that when it comes to hurting people people hurting other people, that's when it should stop and As I've seen uh, from high school to now, every challenge has gotten worse. Every challenge has gotten worse and worse and worse and worse. So what is the next trend going to be? I hope to God it has nothing to do with violence. That's what I'm worried about. According to the district spokeswoman, Aubrey Chancellor 5, Out of six high schools in the district are reporting thefts ranging from stolen soap dispensers to fire extinguishers. Um, One school saw shattered mirrors, custodians, and other maintenance staff workers have to clean up after the students. See, yeah, for the teenagers that are stealing shit, I'm I'm sorry, stealing stuff, forgive me. Um, I don't like to cuss, but... For the students that are stealing stuff, you do realize that there are people that have to clean it up, have to clean up your mess. And to be honest, I feel like they should make you clean up your own mess. That's what they did when we were kids. If we made a mess, if we broke something, they made us pick it up. Alright? I don't feel like janitors or custodians or any type of staff should be cleaning up this mess all right if there are security cameras around find the students that that have been doing this and make them clean it up that's that's how i would run it that's how i would do it because not only are they costing the school hundreds of dollars but they're also costing their parents hundreds of dollars in order to pay for the damages that is That is unacceptable. That is very irresponsible. Okay, I gotta do another half, because my husband called. Anyway.
2: Hmm, let us see here.
0: I've got to go all the way down. Let's see here. Once identified, the student is the the parents who are going to pay, Chancellor said. Uh, It's not monetary, it's the principle of the matter. Both Brennan and Gahan doubt that either TikTok or the school's district will be able to stop the trend, uh, likening any efforts to the Streisand effect Meaning that the more authorities try to deter students from stealing, the more likely (laughs) it'll be encouraged. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying schools shouldn't send out these notices, Gahan said, but it might be better to deprive it of oxygen than acknowledge or even push against it. Um, He may have a point in one video responding to the finger-wagging administrator. Um, A user wrote, what I heard, don't get caught, but keep doing it, because it's even funnier now. Yeah. Alright. Thank you guys all for listening. Thank you guys for being patient with me uh, with the uploads, and I will see you in the trenches next time.